a friend of mine, Natalie S. Harnett, whose book The Hollow Ground was just published last week, right, Natalie? That's right. Um, uh, you're here in town for Book Expo. Yes. And uh, this is the place where, if you don't know, authors come to meet with booksellers. It is the booksellers convention, really. And without booksellers, without bookstores, without people saying, read this, put, putting it into the hands of the people who consume these stories like we do, um, the, the stories don't get found. And so here we are, all together in New York, converging on the Javits Center <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, uh, to shill our wares. And uh, The Hollow Ground came out last week, but I'm going to let you describe what this story is about, Natalie. This book is inspired by the coal mine fires that took place in Centralia and Carbondale, Pennsylvania in the Mm -hmm. 60s and 80s. And those coal mines are underground and they went on fire and they totally destroyed the towns above them. Um, In slow motion because you don't see the fires. That's right. That's right. I love in the book how you're describing uh, the winters that this family endures as they're trying to stay in their home, trying to hold on to the thing that's actually really bad for them, which is staying in this town. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's cold and it's snowing, but the but the springtime flowers are blooming. That's the right. The daffodils yes, are coming up. because the ground's heated. And yeah. also they have to leave their windows open in the winter because they have to vent the house because the gases are actually one of the most poisonous, the most deadly aspect of these fires. And there's a man the who gases. comes around regularly to check the house That's to make right. sure you're not being poisoned even in the middle of the night people would just wake up with a strange man in their bedroom who was testing the air Mm -hmm. now eventually these towns uh they've been largely abandoned i think they're like maybe a handful of people still trying to live on the margins of these that's right rural towns in in eastern pennsylvania particularly in centralia there's mm -hmm. hardly anyone left in carbondale they actually dug that fire out Mm -hmm. and by the time they had finished digging that fire out they dug out more dirt than they had for the panama canal wow that's just unbelievable it's just amazing what people live through and i i thought about bringing you on the show uh because as i was reading it i thought i thought there were some very beautiful cinematic moments in the story very early and i hope this isn't giving something away Mm -hmm. but the lead character is an 11 year old girl named Mm -hmm. bridget howley and what i love about the fact that you're telling the story from her perspective is is that there's a there is a, it's not a supernatural book, but it's a superstitious book in mm-hmm. my mind, yeah. is that she has heard stories about her family being cursed and she starts to believe that the bad luck that they endure, as that everyone in the town is really yes, enduring, true, is yeah. somehow concentrated on them because mm-hmm. of something that happened in their past. And she, um, a, a, and she begins, she sees patterns maybe where there aren't necessarily patterns, where it's just coincidence, or maybe she's actually seeing something that's real. And I love that you play it uh, somewhat mysterious, but she has an aunt who who disappears in a very dramatic way. Is it okay to reveal a yeah, little bit about that? So it that, sort of yeah. sets up the mm-hmm, peril that mm-hmm. this family faces as her aunt goes outside and the ground swallows her up mm-hmm. in, in a, one of the opening scenes because mm-hmm. uh, a sinkhole has opened up. The coal has burned away, mm-hmm. it has seeped up in fumes through the ground, and it collapses. Right. And she just essentially like falls into the mouth of hell. Like Yes, uh, it's very mythic in a way. Yeah. This actually happened to somebody in Centralia where a teenage boy fell, the ground just opened up mm-hmm. and... You know, he fell into it. He he was actually able to pull himself out, amazingly enough. Now, as I read it, I, I think mm-hmm. I, whenever whenever there's a new author, and this is your first novel, mm-hmm. uh, people always try to uh, compare the writer with somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought there were very uh, Steinbeckian qualities oh, to this, partly because so it's much. about a blue-collar family mm-hmm. and the, the people kinds of people that he wrote about, mm-hmm. you know, people who were not on the fringe of society, but on the margins because of mm-hmm. their finances. And uh, I wondered uh, what 
what, what first off, before we get to the movies, like mm-hmm. what writers influenced mm-hmm. you? Was there anybody in particular? Flannery O'Connor very strongly mm-hmm. influenced me, um, as did Joyce Carol Oates, mm-hmm. um, Chekhov, uh, you know, a, a lot of the, the, the typical people yeah. who writers love. And so you would read these if you ever, uh, if, uh, sometimes if I feel like my motor is mm-hmm. uh, is r- running on empty, like it's rejuvenating yes, to read something. so much. That's, yeah. Now, do you ever feel that way about film? Is I there, do, very you're a movie much lover? so. I'm a movie lover. Mm-hmm. And when I see a screenplay, you know, that I love, which the, all all of the movies that mm-hmm. I, you know, I've chosen today are all ones that, you know, I just love and that really inspired me to write 